What is up everyone? It's Quinn here. And in this video, I'm going to be talking about some sell high players heading into week nine of the fantasy football season. Now a disclaimer, this does not mean that I think the players are going to be bad rest of season or that they're not going to be decent fantasy options. I just think they may have reached a peak in terms of their value. And this could be an opportunity to pivot off and bring in another player who could be better for you throughout the rest of the year. If you guys enjoy the video, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel. Also have my buy low players posted and then my waiver wire targets if you guys are interested. But let's dive into my first sell high player and it is going to be DeAndre Hopkins. Now we saw Will Levis and D-Hop put on an absolute show in Levis's NFL debut. D-Hop had four receptions for 128 receiving yards and three receiving touchdowns. And I do think that with Levis looking impressive, DeAndre Hopkins does deserve a bump rest of season from where, you know, everyone valued him just heading into this week, right? He was kind of fading a little bit. Maybe he was viewed as like a back-end wide receiver three, um, just due to the offense not being great. Tannehill kind of struggling, banged up. We didn't know what the quarterback situation was going to be like. So I do think DeAndre Hopkins is trending up due to uh, Will Levis coming in and being impressive. But this was also an offense that was pretty anemic in terms of their passing attack heading into this game. They were averaging 206 passing yards a game. And I could be wrong, right? Maybe Will Levis goes out and just kills it throughout the rest of the season. But I don't really expect a rookie Will Levis to come in and just completely turn this into like a solid passing attack. Even like I think a league average passing attack feels a little optimistic at this point. And that's really not an indictment on Will Levis. I just don't think this is a great offense to be a part of at this point. And even in this boom game, DeAndre Hopkins was targeted six times on 29 pass attempts. That's a 21% target share. Obviously, he had a few you know massive gains, the three touchdowns. I just don't know if this is super sustainable. I could see both of these guys coming back down to earth and he could still be fine as like a fringe wide receiver three, weekly wide receiver three option. But I feel like with his name value, this game he's coming off of, there's gonna be a lot of optimism with Will Levis moving forward. I feel like you could flip him for some potentially like wide receiver two caliber guys at this point. So some guys I'd be looking to target for DeAndre Hopkins or to trade away DeAndre Hopkins for T Higgins, I think is really interesting because he's really struggled, but I really like Higgins rest of season. Um, I talked about him as a buy low wide receiver. I think Zay Flowers is also interesting coming off a down game, but has been very consistent. Would rather trust that Ravens passing attack. Michael Pittman, I think also. And then some people may not uh, like this one. I think Nico Collins, honestly, I feel like CJ Stroud has proven it. Nico Collins has been very solid to start off the season. I don't know if the uh, Vikings are going to be able to kind of keep up with him at this point. So I think DeAndre Hopkins should be viewed as a better option moving forward, but I do think this is an opportunity to uh, sell high on him at this point. Now, pivoting over to the running back position, we have Gus Edwards, and this was a great matchup for Gus Edwards heading into week eight and he absolutely smashed. Uh, The Cardinals had allowed the fourth most points per game to the running back position. Gus Edwards carries the ball 19 times for 80 rushing yards, three rushing touchdowns, and he also catches two passes for 14 yards. So he has a monster game in week eight, and that was after already having a big game in week seven, where he scored 21.4 PPR points. I think at this point, we have a pretty good idea of what Gus Edwards' role is going to be in this offense. He's going to have a solid workload on the ground, but he's not going to be someone who's super involved in terms of like pass catching as a receiving back. Um, This is like the type of usage, I think, for Edwards that's going to give you like fringe weekly running back two production. From week two through eight, Gus Edwards has seen 10 or more carries. Over that stretch, he's averaging 9.6 PPR points per game, and he actually had a stretch there with four straight games under seven PPR points. 
For uh, Gus Edwards to produce for fantasy, he's going to need to hit in the touchdown department because he's not super involved as a pass catcher. The work on the ground is really where he's getting it done. And you could have a great game on the ground, right? You carry the ball 20 times for 100 yards. That's a solid day. That's only giving you 10 fantasy points. So if you're not adding a ton as a pass catcher, you're going to need to get into the end zone. And I don't know if I want to be consistently betting on Gus Edwards getting into the end zone when he's playing on an offense with Lamar Jackson, who's going to be involved as a runner near the goal line. And then Gus Edwards hasn't exactly been dominant in terms of his usage. Like it's still somewhat of a split with him and Justice Hill. And Justice Hill has filtered in in the red zone. So it's not even like he's guaranteed all the running back touchdowns. So personally, I'd be looking to tear up from Gus Edwards. Obviously, I don't think you're going to get like a fringe running back one for Gus Edwards. But if you make a two for one trade, I'd just be trying to kind of tear up at the running back position, selling high on Gus Edwards, who's probably going to be like, a fine running back two, running back three rest of season. But if someone thinks he's having a breakthrough because of these last two weeks, I would take advantage of it. Another running back who could actually be valued in a similar spot would be Jameer Gibbs. Now, obviously, Jameer Gibbs with Montgomery out is going to be the better option. But I do think that with Montgomery likely coming back soon, I would still prefer Gibbs over Gus Edwards at this point. I feel like he's someone you could probably trade for um, if you were trying to you know, trade within a similar range, do like a one-for-one -one deal. So Gibbs could be an option or just try to shoot higher at the running back position with a combo trade. And then the final uh, sell high player here is going to be Gabe Davis coming off a big game on primetime, like selling high or buying low after the primetime games. He went nine for 87 with a receiving touchdown. And I just think that if you want out on Gabe Davis, this is a great opportunity. Unsurprisingly, he has been very boomer bust this season. He has three games below six PPR points. He has three games above 20 PPR points. And overall, I will say he's been better than I thought he'd be, like in terms of his point per game numbers. He's averaging 12.8 PPR points per game, but he still hasn't shown an ability to command targets at a very high level, averaging under six targets a game. And without that consistent volume, it's just going to be very tough to have any sort of weekly floor. He kind of has to hit in the touchdown department to produce. So looking at Gabe Davis this season, he has hit in the touchdown department. He's on pace for double digit touchdowns. He's also coming off a boom game and his point per game number is still just like a back end wide receiver three. I feel like people seem to view him higher than that. Maybe because, you know, if you don't roster him, you see the explosive games, but you're not seeing the games where he's catching just a couple passes here or there. So I do think this is a decent opportunity to move off of Gabe Davis. You have that boom game kind of pushing up his point per game number. Here are some guys I'd be looking to kind of bring in in return for Gabe Davis. T Higgins, I really like as a buy low. Now in competitive leagues, you're probably not gonna be able to pull that trade off, but in more casual leagues, it's possible. Uh, Nico Collins, I like. Deontay Johnson, Calvin Ridley with the bounce back game after people left him for dead. Hollywood Brown, I think is interesting with Kyler coming back within the next few weeks. And I think Drake London also interesting with uh, Taylor Heineke potentially taking over. So those are guys I would take over Gabe Davis. I'd personally be sending out offers. In general, like when it comes to players who are boomer bust, I really don't mind if a player is boomer bust if I know they're like a locked in start. So for example, a guy like Tyler Lockett a few years ago was viewed as someone who was very boomer bust, but at the end of the season, he was finishing as like a mid-tier wide receiver too. So you know you're going to start that dude in your lineup. Gabe Davis, he kind of threads the needle in terms of like, is he startable? Is he not startable? And you kind of get into that rhythm where he has the big game, you play him, then he has a few down ones, you sit him, then he pops off on your bench, then you feel obligated to play him again. Like he has kind of held his head above water with like, almost 13 PPR points, but I feel like that's also with him kind of 
having favorable touchdown luck. So if those touchdowns aren't there, is he just like a non-factor in terms of being a fantasy starter? These are just things I'd be a little bit worried about with Gabe Davis, but that's going to wrap it up for my three sell high options. We had DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Gus Edwards, and Gabe Davis. Hate to be the uh, Debbie Downer on D-Hop after his big game, but I do think he is an interesting sell high play. But thank you all for stopping by. That's going to wrap it up for me here. Thank you again, and I'll see you in the next one.